Roleplay 3rd Edition with all these cards and all these special dice. It's amazing! There we go. <laughs> oh, the other thing, I, th I think I uh, owned Craig on the Terror Roll. I don't think it was terrors quite as bad as I made it out to be. But I blamed my cheat sheet, which was not very clear. <laughs> so... Well, Craig certainly could have corrected you if you thought you were misapplying the rule. That's so. right. And he chose not to. So. So are the what are the righteous successes? Is that the yellow die? They let you roll the die again. Okay. So it's like a re-roll. Yeah. So he should have suffered three dresses and. Three fatigue. I think I gave him more than that. All right. So, um, well, Rex, do you have anything you need to uh, go over as far as your character? Uh, I I don't think so. You know, uh, like we talked about offline, um, I think it's really important for my character to be literate. So I changed how I spent my XP, and I spent two XP to purchase the non-career skill education, uh, the advanced skill. Uh, you put it on my character sheet for me. Uh, and then the other XP I spent training observation, which is a career skill, which I, I had done that last time, so that didn't change. So, um, and I don't think anything that I bought last time I actually used in the last session so it actually worked out just fine okay. um, and then Kyle for your character too just to add um, if you go into backgrounds for your guy there's uh, yep. there's some notes there you do in addition to being trained you're also specialized in a hand weapon, weapon skill, and ballistic skill, like throwing stuff. So that means you're going to roll an extra fortune dice, a die when you attack with those. So you roll an expertise die, and if you happen to use that particular type of weapon, you get a for, an extra white die, fortune die. Uh, you're an Ostlander, which means you're, you're basically kind of made of firmer stuff than others because you live out on the frontier. You dealt with chaos. So you're right. a little less scared or startled by things like that when you see them. Uh, and then I've got in the shit. Yeah, exactly. And then when you look under talents, your first talent is a focus. I've seen worse. So, uh, and then you've got a tactic talent called push it till you drop. When you score a hit with a melee attack, you can convert one of your regular wounds that you did to a critical wound. So that's pretty good. That gives you kind of an automatic critical wound if you want it. Or it sounds like almost any time you do it. Boy, whoever chose that talent for you is definitely trying to min-max this character. <laughs> <laughs> and, and then if you hit uh, careers, that just runs over the career for your character. Um, and this is your current career. Uh, once you get enough advances, then you can 
yeah, change careers and move on to a different career. That's about it. The rest. When can I get my own castle? That that's going to be about seventy-two gaming sessions from now. <laughs> yeah. Even then, you really have to do some big stuff. Remember, this is all about noble birth, right? So, <laughs> right. So Rex, do you want to do a little recap for Kyle's benefit about what happened last time? Um, yes, although I have a, a terrible admission, I like I feel like I'll do a fair recap, except I will get us right up to the very end of the session, and I'm just blanking on exactly like what faded oh, yeah. the black. So you're going to pull out. I can cover. So uh, our last session was uh, pretty much all talky talk. Um, the session before we had arrived at the hunting lodge. Um, and, and we Craig, were... Craig is a priest of Sigmar, um, right? Because he's not here to describe himself, but right. Um, and so that prior session, we had been attacked by beastmen. Um, we managed to fight them off. Uh, Craig's character cunningly uh, took a blow to the head and fell down, which confused the beastmen and allowed us to dispatch them. Right. And diabolical, then we were diabolical plan. Taken in the hunting lodge. Uh, we are ostensibly there as people who are just hired to help move the new owner into the uh, lodge. Um, but secretly, the new owner actually wants us to find out what's wrong with the staff here and why they're so lazy and disrespectful and uh, uninspired, so on and so forth. Um, so we had a conversation uh, with him, and then we basically spent this past session poking around the um, different areas in the lodge, picking up some information. We went to the hospital. Well, before the hospital, we actually kind of figured it out. We went to the hospital. There was a blind sister of Sigmar. Uh, in the hospital along yeah, like with this is good this is like a test i'm giving like a test yeah. here it's good yes uh along with um a doctor who wasn't very happy that we were in his area and several patients that had interesting tidbits to share so uh craig character craig's character brock took the sister out into the hall because he seemed reluctant to talk about what was taking place. Um, but her concern uh, is that the real problems to do here at the lodge have to do with the immorality of uh, all the people here and the fact that they are shiftless and immoral people and uh, implying that whatever bad things are happening are some kind of divine punishment for these misdeeds. Um, we met a dwarf who I buddied up to, uh, who was a patient who uh, came to the hospital after getting wounded in one of the beastman attacks, but very quickly basically went batshit crazy, um, muttering and rambling. Um, the doctor doesn't have any explanation as to why that happened. Nothing that he's aware of was special that happened to the dwarf versus happened to 
anybody else who had been attacked uh, by the beastmen. Um, the dwarf was very concerned about his hammer, I believe correctly. Mm -hmm. um, kind of, yeah, he, roundabout way. Um, well, it was, I'm trying to if it was a hammer or an axe. It was a hammer. Hammer, all right. Um, that was hidden in the Shrine of Sigmar. Um, yeah, the sister it, actually confided in Brock that she had hidden that there. Right. Um, but at the dwarf's request, correct? Correct. So, But the dwarf was, doesn't know where it is. Right. He's concerned about it. Um, and he, he wants to make sure it doesn't fall into the wrong hands, although he didn't really explain who the wrong hands would be or why. At least I don't remember that explanation if it was offered. Uh, there was also a gardener there who um, didn't appear to have any meaningful, obvious injury. Um, and the doctor was kind of being a jerk to him. And yeah, judging it almost, by the condition of the gardens, he's not right. a great gardener. Right. Um, uh, and like it almost, I almost got the vibe from like the movie Patton when he's in the, in a tent and the, uh, Malinger, <laughs> the, the, yeah, the shell shot guys are there and like, like, and not that I was Patton in that situation, but like the doctor basically was treating him like he's not really sick. He just keeps showing up here and, but there's nothing wrong with him. Um, but I can't get him to do anything or get him to leave. And so um, you struck him about the head and shoulders. That, no, I didn't. But I, that was like the vibe I was getting is that the doctor was thought he was useless and a waste of his time. Um, but when we asked the doctor some questions about, you know, his situation, the doctor basically was done with us at that point and said, you know, who's the doctor here? I'm the doctor. You're wasting my time. You're upsetting my patients. Get out of here. Um, so we left at that point in time. I think we were done talking to the sister, if I remember correctly. Mm -hmm. And we uh, went downstairs and we're continuing to explore the manor, um, the, the actual part of the manor that we were in. I keep guys, jumping between manor and lodge. You guys uh, went to the library? Went to the library. Um, there's a librarian who appears very off. Um, this tends he, to be a theme in this. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Something's definitely not uh, uh, kosher here. Um, the librarian, um, A, there's a big carpet on the floor with a symbol on it that uh, could, could be a mystical symbol. Um, but he had no real interest in discussing that. Had no real interest in discussing anything. Uh, we managed to observe that he, when we came in, was had a book, a bestiary open, but he was making his own drawings and it appeared as if he was using the images from the book and then creating his own like hybrid animals by like mismatching different pieces up. But once he realized that we could see what he was doing, he hid those documents and pretty much resisted every attempt to engage in a conversation about them or why he might be doing that or, you know, just basically didn't want uh, 
have any interaction with us. It seems like he didn't want to have any interaction with anyone, which would actually be check out for a librarian. So that itself wasn't uh, <laughs> a good deal. <laughs> he, likes uh, he likes his books. Yeah, likes his books, hates the people. Um, so we shuffled off from there, went down the hall. The next room we came to um, was unusually cold. And it was a, it's the room that you can probably see right now on the map. Yeah, Albrecht, we can pull you in there because now we can assume yeah. that you're not waiting out in the hallway. Yeah, you spent a lot of time in the hallway. Uh, oh, hang out by the stairs. Exactly. Uh, stay there. So um, when we came in this room, there were two servants cleaning the room. Um, and as soon as they realized that we we're here, they basically took off and avoided any attempt for us to engage them in conversation or you know what's going on. We poked around, we found where they were cleaning, there was a scrap of paper on the ground. It was a handwritten note, um, if I remember correctly, it says, the goose is good? Yeah, it says or, goose is good. Goose is good, um, which we don't quite know what that means. We continue to explore I actually ended up over here looking at things and Brock decided that the, and I think I now realize where we ended. Uh, so do you see where I'm pinging Kyle? Um, Kyle. Yeah. Um, yeah, I see it. All right. So there's a chair there and that chair is facing a section of the wall and there was a curtain covering whatever was on the wall and Brock decided to pull the curtain aside. And apparently whatever he saw did not agree with him. Um, and I think we left it at what my reaction to that was and we faded to black. That sound right, Dave? That sounds right. Okay. And Kyle, I'm going to put a picture of the uh, of the painting into Discord. If you want to look at it, there we go. Perfect. And where are we? I'm, I'm going to do it in our chat. Where are you? What do you mean? Where are we? Like you know, in the old world, essentially. Like I don't uh, know what, you're, what you're city in, area. You're near Ubersreich. You're outside Uber's right, and you're out in the woods. Grunewald Lodge in the woods. Oh, the woods are bad. I just finished the uh, the Beastmen campaign in. Uh, oh yeah, there's Total War uh, Warhammer. So. There are lots of uh, Beastmen. Yeah, the woods not a great place to be. Yeah, there's there's Beastmen for sure. Yeah, so you are you are in Uber's Reich. Uber's Reich. Yeah, so most of this, uh, the the Reichland is the location for that province or electorate is where most of this adventure is happening. So I think it's actually the emperor. He's the elector of this this particular province. All right. Yeah, so that's good. That was a good summary. Um, yeah, so uh, yeah, you were told that, that the hammer had been hidden in the... Uh, the uh, shrine to Sigmar. And then you guys did come down here and you were looking around and that's when 
indeed, Craig. Oh, you found the uh, rungs in the back of the fireplace? Oh, that's right. Yep. Going up, there were metal rungs. If it was almost like a metal ladder you could climb up. Um, and uh, Brock was looking over by the painting that was covered in the curtain, pulled the curtain, and failed. I think he rolled five failures, five challenges on the roll, no successes. And so he suffers three stress and three fatigue as a result. So, yeah, there he goes. And I, I can't remember, Dave, I feel like you were going to let me roll to see if I avoided looking at it. Yeah, I think uh, I was going to give you a discipline check to see if you could, you could not look. Okay. And I'll give you two challenge dice for that check, and, and same for you. Uh, though technically, Albrecht, you were guarding outside, so you're running in. Um, maybe you can get a warning. We'll see how Lev does on his check first. You said uh, discipline with two, two challenge. challenge. All right, here it comes. Mm. Oh, you're going to see it. All right, so uh, let's roll for Albrecht. Albrecht, why don't you give me a, a discipline check with one challenge side? And you're just going to roll that off your attributes. That's one of your skills. I said discipline. Okay. Success. All right. So Albrecht is not going to look. He sees, he comes in in time to see uh, Lev pointing in horror. You've been around the Ostland well, enough to know what the fuck <laughs> is going on with this shit. <laughs> I'm not going to lose sanity over this. But. Yeah, at this point, you're not looking at it. Uh, so if you did look at it, probably you might have to make a check, but it would be a lesser check for you. Um, so now, uh, Lev, you're going to have to make a check to look at it. So let's see okay. what that's going to be. Let's look at that. Painting again. Yeah, I know enough about chaos to be able to avert my eyes from some heinous shit. Yeah, but people are pointing and stammering. You know not to look over there. That's a good thing I'm not looking right because that's when the invisible ape decides to attack. That's exactly. right. That's right. Stuffed ape. Not that the ape was invisible. It was stuffed. Also, he was. It was. <laughs> Unmentioned. Yeah, no, he, seemed, the, yeah. He, he he was in the corner of your eye, just out of the corner of your eye, lurking. Yeah. So the difficulty totally of this visible, check but... is equal to to its terror rating. So this is a terror three. So that's going to be a three challenge dice for this discipline check. Feel free to use fortune well. points. Feel free to use your fortune points if you want. Um, I may do that. Let me just. I mean, I'm actually trained in discipline, so you would think I would get better results here. Oh, yeah. Um, I just want to, so, I don't think any of my talents affect discipline. Nope. Charm and guile is actually effect. All right. So, the fortune points, like our uh, fellowship points in uh, the one they add, they, they add a fortune die, or you can use them to take a recharge token off of your uh, one of your cards. Okay. Uh, and then the idea is what happens is, 
Uh, you guys have that. You guys have a heroic explorers party card, and so as that card gets used, uh, you get fortune points on that card, and then uh, when it equals the number of people in the party, that'll re that'll you guys either get to use those fortune points or it recharges them completely. I'm not, I don't remember, but I asked this question on Facebook. Let's see. Really? Would you roll? Oh, uh, if you just look at my positive dice, yeah. it's great roll. Wow, it's just nothing but successes. Well, the and... challenge dice were brutal. Yes, they were. Yeah. It's like a worst possible challenge dice roll. Oh, oh no, I could have gotten six swords. Yeah. Five. <laughs> so you you take three fatigue and three stress. Fantastic. All right. So... And that's from looking at this slanishy painting or whatever the hell this is. Don't even say those words out loud. <laughs> um, where am I tracking? Oh, there's it's to the left. Yeah, left of the card. Uh, and I'm, so, am I incrementing up the little token? Is that where I'm tracking you, it? No, you just type it in. It should be a number to the left. You just type it in your character sheet. Well, I see that the right. I see the token, a symbol, the same one on oh. the cards. Oh, he changed that. Yep. yep, it used to be just a number. Now it's a token. Okay. So you said three and three, and three. correct? Oh, yeah. And so my fatigue now equals my toughness. So remind me what that... It, yeah. Does that have to go across my toughness before it starts to negatively impact? Yes. So when it goes over... when it Well, when it goes... Yeah, it's, it's, let's go with this. Some of these things are like... They can be a little bit much when you're trying to figure them out. Let's see. Stupid check here. This is one of those that I always have to look up. I know that if none of them are over your lowest physical or your lowest mental. Once they get over your lowest physical or lowest mental based on fatigue or stress, then you're going to get misfortune dice. Okay. The other thing is if they're over your willpower and your toughness, then you become like strained and that's when you can go insane. Okay. So let's look at this real quick. Uh, Fatigue and stress. Do, 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 do. Brain. Here we go. Sixty-two. I mean, we've already had a character pass out, and I've never seen that. So, um, if you suffer stress greater than one of your mental Characteristics you're considered to be distressed. This would so as long as you're you're not uh, don't have stress greater than one of your mental or fatigue greater than one of your physical, um, then you're neither stressed or uh, or or fatigued. Okay. Once it crosses, what are the penalties at that point? Because a, a misfortune been... die for for every point above. The okay. lowest one. Okay. If you suffer stress 
uh, more stress than twice your willpower, you pass out. If you suffer fatigue more than twice your toughness, you fall unconscious. They, okay. they could have they could have just used the same result for both of those, but no, the one you pass out, and the other one you become unconscious. Okay, yeah. uh, and then the other thing is. That's when you're going to get misfortune. Oh, and whenever you're distressed and fatigued, then you're considered strained. And when you're strained, you can, you're more likely to go insane. So you don't want to be stressed and fatigued. Okay. Well, taking three in each in one shot, uh, you know, that's a tough deal. So, yeah, it really hurts you when you you happen to be twos in some categories, right? Like for for example, I think with Kyle's character, he's he's like a two in wits, so it's easier for him to become stressed uh, because his mental he, he, once he gets three, he is distressed at that point in time. Okay, so I've taken my fatigue and my stress. So I stand a mouth agape, pointing at this horror on the wall. Yeah, so... Um... Hey, didn't you see Raiders of the Lost Ark? Just don't look at it. That's all you gotta do. Just <laughs> yeah, close your great, eyes. The great eye captivates you with its disquieting stare. An icy dread scratches at the recesses of your mind. Um, and then you look away from it and you, you feel shaken by the experience. Um, I do feel shaken by the experience. Um, so do I realize that Albrecht's in the room now? Yes. You maybe put a hand on the table and lean against it wearily. Yes. I'm going to move over here and I'm going to close the damn curtain close the damn curtain don't look at the painting just close the damn curtain over by Brock just pull the curtain I will with my gaze averted go fumble over towards the curtain and close it and Brock's just there shaking, like maybe. And you notice the chair sitting there, it's a nice chair. Like it looks like it was once very fine, but it's threadbare and worn as if it's been heavily used. People sitting there staring at it. Yeah, you're, you're from Ostland, so you're probably like walking up and they're like, oh, I've seen worse. I've seen worse than this. <laughs> <laughs> this is nothing. Just one eye. That's my. That's saying. my. That's my character's. Uh, uh, his favorite phrase. Oh, I've seen worse. <laughs> that's really. Okay, gotta, in fact, I have it printed on a card that I carry around with me. Says, I've seen worse. Well, that, that that's why the talents are sometimes good because they'll give you the ideas for that. In fact, that is your focus. I've seen worse. <laughs> that's your actual talent. Ah, <laughs> uh, that's funny. Um. Yeah, and so remember too, you can you guys because you have that uh, explorer's card, party card, you can use fortune points from your personal supply also to help other people. 
one fortune point per action. So you can swap stuff like that. Okay. All right. So so these guys are you guys are jacked up on on uh, breath. Mm-hmm. Trying to see for actions. I think Craig actually has a blessing that can reduce stress. Yes. So he could help with this um, if he would get over here. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, what's he doing double booking uh, <laughs> games? Right. Like... Uncool, Craig. Uncool. <laughs> uh, oh, hold on. Is there a giant stone block falling from the sky as we speak? Yes. About to land on Craig's character. Okay. All right. So, you, so Albrecht, you successfully managed to uh, to cover up this hideous uh, this hideous painting, unnatural. Shouldn't we destroy it? I'm looking at the other two. Something now you've so been, you've been told to be discreet. Oh. <laughs> Damn! Wow. So we can't just we can't just burn the place down because that's what my other card says: is just burn it all down. <laughs> yeah, the, it's not the Cthulhu approach. Not yet. <laughs> Well, so this Back is to the library. On, <laughs> yes. On some level, this is appealing to Lev. Um, you know, there might be different reasons why he wants to burn it all down, but you know, this is a he sees Albrecht as a fellow traveler now, now that he understands this about him. Um Wait, what, what is who's what is your character, Rex? My character is Lev. He is a dwarven agitator. He's trouble. <laughs> And, oh, so, uh, so that was actually his class. Yeah, that's his <laughs> class. That's good. Oh no, Kyle, in this game, in this in this game, you can be a boatman. Like, yeah. There's like right. sixty classes. He's, he's a yeah. professional agitator. Okay. <laughs> yes. This, in fact, is my career. Um, so, uh, yeah, this is this is, you know. I mean, I'm sure it was also in the Thirty Years' War, but you know, this classic during the English Civil War. These guys ended up attaching themselves to particularly the parliamentary uh, forces that were like all about. That's right. We're gonna we're gonna kill the king and we're gonna fundamentally alter society. Yeah, and we're then, not gonna stop there. Exactly. <laughs> so and then their then their parliamentary commander said, "No, no, we're we're just gonna stop at killing the king." That's right. We're really all this other <laughs> stuff. Follow me. Let's go. Not, <laughs> well, not so, really so gonna. Now it, <laughs> Now it makes sense why Dave had reservations about this two-man group. It's like a priest, and, you know, you, you can't win combats with a priest and a guy who just hands out leaflets. Like, <laughs> yeah, not gonna do it. yeah, I mean, it was, <laughs> it was, it was, it was, there was some concerns from in a combat-heavy system. They, they were legitimate concerns. Uh, no, Lev has proven very good as a talker, I think, in this particular yeah. adventure. But yeah, but my right. problem is Brock has had some unfortunate uh, dice results in combat. That we don't have to talk about. They've been embarrassing. <laughs> yeah. So um, Lev kind of stumbles over, and you know, ultimately this will have to be destroyed. And uh, but we now there may be other reasons for us to get to the bottom of the mystery here, other than just serving the local lord. Yeah. No. Either of you can give me a a, a one challenge die piety or folklore check if you have those skills. Do you have piety or folklore? Yeah, the mercenary with piety or folklore. No, he doesn't have those. I, I mean, uh, folklore might be a basic. I think it might be. Yeah, a basic folklore skill. is a basic. So, so uh, you guys could probably try that. Just knowing uh, something about. 
How would we you know something basic or not? It's one die. When I tell you basic, right. it's going to be a one die check. Okay, it's okay. just we don't get a bonus die because we're not. No, it, it's one challenge die. You, yeah, don't worry about the bonus die. Your thing will your, your thing tracks it, but I tell you what purple die to add. So you're going to add one die, one purple die. Look at that. We both nailed it. Oh, there you go. Yeah, so both of you were successful. Um, you understand that the best thing is going to be to probably hand over the painting to uh, the Cult of Sigmar or Witch Hunter for safe destruction. This is maybe more than what you guys are above your pay grade. Lev's just really curious about whether our, and I always, uh, I apologize, Dave, because I continue to forget who our ultimate employer is. A Ricard, uh, a Schaffenberg. A Schaffenberg. All right. Um, what, what? <laughs> uh, Lev's curious as whether a Schaffenberg um, knows of the painting. Mm. Um, because he wouldn't be perfectly happy to see a uh, noble get his comeuppance as part of this. Sure. Um, nothing more delicious than an exploiter of the people being found guilty of uh, just desserts. Exactly, just desserts. I guess technically it's not heresy. It would be demon worship. So That's pretty bad. Probably be pretty bad. <laughs> Sounds yes. like heresy to me. That's <laughs> bad. So, um, so I think we need to find out more and maybe mm -hmm. gather some more evidence. Although the fact that it's in his uh, residence seems to be damning, but I'm no lawyer. I'm just an agitator. Right. Now, it uh, is technically the Von, Von Brunner uh, Lodge, very powerful family. He's just recently taken custody of the, the lodge. But yes, that's correct. But he's the one that complains about the problem. Yep. So maybe the, maybe the problem is his bringing of evil art to the lodge. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. So we must, uh, we must tend to our friend Brock here and I think find out more. And we're probably not going to find it out inside this room. Yeah. So, yeah. There's, there's other stuff. Yeah. So I say we explore further. But I don't think Sounds we good. share. Right. I don't think we share with Ricard the uh, what we know at this point in time. Uh, so I would say out the door we go back into the hallway. Okay. I think what we decided to do is we were just going to work our way down this wing, make sure that we saw whatever we needed to see. Okay. Because there was a door that took us outside. Now, I don't know if this is supposed to be happening, but when I moved to that spot, Maybe Dave, it's, it's I can- cra It's cracked open. Uh, the door's open. cracked open. Just see in there. Yep, because I have vision into the room. So that's why I wanted to to make sure that was intended. Uh, so I'm going to peek in this 
cracked door, see what I see, and uh, I'm also going to listen carefully to see what I hear. Uh, yeah, you don't really hear anything. You you hear maybe a little bit of movement, that, but that's it. I look over at Albrecht and Brock. Are those people that we see in there? I've got like a... Yeah, it looks like servants, maybe. They're in there cleaning okay. or... Maybe Would Snoop. The same they, servant is that same scuttled guys. out of the room. Same guy. Same guy. Mm-hmm. Oh. <laughs> so they'll probably just flee again if you go in there. Um, so I actually tell Albrecht, uh, I'll go talk to them. Why don't you make sure they can't get out of this room without going through you? Yep, I will position myself squarely in front of the door as you go in. So I enter the room. Ah, gentle servants. I hope I'm not disturbing you once again. Oh, no, master. Yes, well, we'll just be getting out of here. You have business in here? Well, actually, I have a curiosity that I suspect you can answer. Is, are these your quarters? Oh, 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 no. Okay, yeah, so let me describe the room a little bit. It's a cramped room. It's uh, lit by tall candelabra and contains a chair and a large desk. Uh, sheaves of parchment and leather-bound ledgers are stacked high on the desk. And there's also, like, writing tools strewn about and an abacus. Hmm. This is, this is the Lord's office. And we're, what are we calling him again? I know there was a name, but he has a title as well. Are we calling him the steward? Uh, oh, for the, yeah, sure. For the, uh, the actual like the main, No, the main guy that, like, runs the place. I remember we got his name. I can't remember if he was called Steward or if he had a different title. So uh, Pierce, Gregor Pearson is the steward of the lodge. Uh, and so this would be his office? No, no, this is uh, Lord Schaff- Schaffenberg's office. Oh, it's okay, the actual lords. Uh, and is all of this your new lords? Or does any of this hold over from the von Bruners? Well, I don't really know. Uh, I mean, it's all beyond me. It looks like a lot of writing to me. Scribbles, beads, shuffling beads and scribbles beyond me. How often are people in the in the last great room that we were in? Oh, we don't have many guests, sir. Does anyone frequent the room? Any of the servants other than you? I don't really know. I generally just clean, sir. I'm. Uh, I and my friends are considering seeking employment here. What can you tell me about? The way of life at this lodge. It's quiet, mostly. Um, I mean, obviously, lately with the beast men, not, not the best situation, but... Yes, yes, I think potentially, particularly my large friend standing in the door there, uh, maybe of some use with the beast men. So I'm sure that might be our selling point to come on. Yeah, you notice oh. that the the other guy has like a little bit of a wound, like his arms, like kind of in a sling. He's dusting with his other hand. So I will kind of shift over to him. Ah, I see that you have been injured. Yes, yes, I was. And the beastmen attack. 
And how long ago was that? Two weeks, a little bit over two weeks. I mean, except your recent arrival, obviously, that was another attack. Mm-hmm. And uh, did you work for the Von Bruners as well? I did. Any difference with since the new lord's arrival and taking possession of this property? Old lord, new lord, same lord. I noticed that there was a curtain covering something in the wall. Is that a special heirloom? I dared not touch it because I didn't want to offend, but I was curious. What might be hidden behind that curtain? I don't think I know anything about that. And then Gunner, the other guy, goes, like, he says to this guy, Todd, time to go, Todd. But We've taken enough of this gentleman's time. Let's go. They just ghost oh. right through uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, well, I was Albrecht. Like, yeah. Well, is he blocking the door? So oh, are yeah. you not letting yeah. him out? Okay, so yeah, I'm so blocking, they're waiting. I'm to the door. Oh, I'm sorry, my associate, we've, we've got plenty of time. My associate has more questions. Surely uh, it wouldn't be in a position for you I, I to answer them. I don't know that we have the answers, sir. Uh, well, we you'll stay and listen do. until he's asked all his questions. Okay. Here, here. You okay. seem to be quite nervous about the situation. Why don't you come over and sit in these seats? They'll make you more comfortable. <laughs> we can talk some more. And then somebody comes walking down the hallway towards you, Albrecht. I just look over my shoulder just to see who it is. Yeah, he's a, he's a slightly built man in his 30s. He's got receding black hair slicked back with oil, dressed in the neat uniform of a butler. Uh, you notice that he's got a uh, large bandage over his eye. And it uh, looks like from a wound, it's like kind of wrapped, you know, his head's wrapped and it's kind of covering one of his eyes. And uh, uh, this would be a great time for, you know, if we had a third member of the party, it'd be a great time for that third member of the party to like engage that butler. <laughs> <laughs> But you don't think Albrecht is is equipped to deal with this? Oh no, no, it's, uh, he can. I have no doubt. I think Albrecht could mow through all three. I could beat him senseless if he needed and, to. And, <laughs> right. and, he's, and, and he's being followed by another guy. Kind of like looks like in a in a servant's uniform, also, but looks more like a toady. Like he's kind of behind him. Yes. What what it, what appears to be the problem here? Yes. Is there a problem? Ah, uh, do these servants report to you? They do, and uh, they they should be done with this room by now. No delays. House must be maintained. Uh, sure. Uh, perhaps then you can answer uh, some of the questions my associate has. And uh, you would be whom? Uh, I'm Albrecht. It's my associate Lev and Brock. Uh, and I, I stand away from the door and sort of motion with my hand into the room, you know, like a sweeping enter the room kind of gesture. Well, I'm Gregor Pearson. I am the steward of the lodge. Uh, You are the movers, correct? And Lev's like trying to muscle his way through the uh, the two two servants to get to the doorway. Yeah, they cower out of the way. And, uh, <clears throat> ah, yes, fine steward. Uh, the person we've been looking for, the 
the whole time. Yes, we are in fact the movers, but uh, we feel like that we might uh, have additional services that we could offer to the Lord, but we were reluctant to be so bold as to discuss with him. We, we felt like someone like you, who I understand to really be the, the beating heart of this place, would be the person to talk to. Yes, well, I understand that, that Hendrik has given you uh, full access to the lodge, but I must insist that you not interfere with my staff. We have enough going on with these beastmen interruptions that, uh, that they must be allowed to perform their duties. Gunnar, Todd, go do your cleaning somewhere else. Finish with the first floor. They're like, yes, 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 sir. Yes, Mr. Pearson. So, Mr. Pearson, what would the employment opportunities be uh, for us here? Well, by the looks of you, maybe you'd do well as guards. And he looks at Albrecht. Uh, that It certainly would appear that you would need the assistance of guards, but I can't help but get some sense that there may be a deeper malaise than just the attacks of the beastmen. In what way? There seems to be some general anxiety amongst the staff we've encountered so far. Well, it's general to be expected anytime there's a new lord. I mean, there's an adjustment period. What's different between the new lord and the old lord? Oh, every new lord brings changes in attitudes, beliefs, objections. What does he find objectionable? I'm really yeah. just trying to get a sense of how uh, happy it might be to seek employment here. But I, I don't think that is really up to you uh, to decide. It, you might be a little bit beneath those who would discuss such matters. Is that a reference to my height? You can let it refer to whatever you would like. <laughs> too early for, too late for winning smile at this point. Uh, yeah, totally too late for winning smile <laughs> at this point. So keep forgetting that I should lead with that. Uh, let me look at something real quick. It might not have been effective, to be honest, but yeah. Right. Yeah, I just want to look at my other social actions real quick. Uh, Hmm. I don't know that twisting words is really going to help me with what I'm trying to do here. Let's see if there's anything. Yeah, what are you trying to do exactly, Rex? Well, I um, I want to. Yeah, just as far as get, what you're trying to accomplish with it. Yeah, what I'm trying to accomplish is I'm trying to get information out of him. I'm trying to get some sense of whether like where he stands in regards to the new Lord, whether he presents the new Lord, um, whether he attributes the new, the problems to the new Lord, or is this guy actually complicit with the problems 
Like now that I've seen that painting um, in the setup of that room, in my mind, this, this can't be like some secret thing that only a couple people know about. So, um, so I'm just trying to figure out like, is this the secret of the lodge? And Rickard really doesn't understand it because he's just, you know, arrived. And therefore, I would find the steward probably to be the most culpable person. Um, versus, is this something that Rickard's caused? And could I get that out of the steward? So that's what I'm trying to get a feel for is whether um, the problems stem from Rickard taking over or whether. Rickard took a place where the problem was already deeply seated. Does that make sense? Yeah, sure. Okay. So, um, so I think I'm going to try honeyed words. Um, you can influence the target by telling him exactly what he wants to hear. If appropriate, you can sway the target towards a reasonable argument or convince the target to agree to a reasonable request. Um, so I think what I'm going to do is I'm going to, I'm going to use that to try to steer him towards discussing the Von Brunner who disappeared, uh, because the Von Brunner who disappeared was the last formal Lord of this lodge. Is that a yeah, fair statement? Andre, and, Andreas Von Brunner. Yeah. Okay. It stayed in the family, but it's not like the family sent anybody else out here. No, to stay. no, this is the okay. first, uh, Schopenberg's the first Lord to come out here since Von Brunner disappeared. Okay. So I'm going to try to do use honey having words. Been sent, having been sent here as a reminder. Von Brunner. So Von, Brunner Von Brunner was sent here. Was sent here because yeah. of some kind of complications. Okay. Got it. Yeah. So I'm going to try to use honey words to uh, get him to tell me about uh, the Von Brunner Lord, what happened to him, and, and see if I can work towards this setup in the other room with the curtain and the chair. Uh, so that's what I'm going to try to do. So I'm going to do honeyed words. Yeah, and he, and basically, he, he basically says, if, if you will walk with me, I can maybe just answer some of your questions, but we do have a very busy day ahead of us. So you're not even going to make me roll? No, I mean he's, you're gonna roll, but he's he's also doing his own thing. So okay, he's not just um, standing there waiting for you to pick an action card. Okay, nice. Um, oh, certainly, I understand the importance of your position. And Conrad, uh, go make sure that uh, Todd and Gunnar are, are performing their duties, not giggling like stupid ghoul boys. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So he runs past you and after those guys. I'm gonna spend a fortune die on this. Okay. What's what's my challenge? Uh, let's see the card. Let's see. Mm -hmm. The card itself doesn't have any uh, misfortune die. It's good to target. Uh, it's my guile. Honey, honey words. Honey words versus his intuition, and it's a guile check, which means my talent is notorious. Adds a fortune. So I'm actually just going to use that fortune die from my talent. I'm not going to spend a fortune. What's your fellowship? My fellowship is four. So it's going to be two challenge dice. Okay. Let me look. 
Actually, I'm going to give you three challenge dice and a misfortune die. Really? <laughs> yep. Actually, I'm going to give you two misfortune die. Three challenge really? dice and two misfortune dice. Yep. <coughs> I feel like this, quickly. Is, that you, this is your way of telling me I'm not going to end the adventure by getting the no, 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 I'm just saying this is based on what this particular guy's characteristics are. Okay. I mean, he's the now, steward uh, of the lodge. I know. Uh, can I now decide to add a fortune die or is it too late? Nope, you can add it. I'll let you add it. I'd like, you mean it's one of your fortune points? Yes, one of my fortune yep. points. Sure. All right. This is probably dumb because it still seems like a really bad roll, but here we go. Never know. Oh. So we got two boons, a Sigmar's Comet. That's good. Two challenges. So you failed. Mm -hmm. The good news is with two, two boons, you can, you can recover a fatigue or a stress. Nice. Um, Probably, I'd say recover a stress because it's a, a mental. It's not a physical right. action. Right. So that's the good part. Um, you were not successful in, in honeying him up. Right. Uh, you didn't get anything bad. Like you didn't. There weren't enough uh, banes. Right. Uh, the, there's no chaos star on the cards. The chaos star is actually. Uh, knocked out by the Sigmar's comment. So, okay. So you're good. So yeah. So you you feel like the conversation goes pretty well enough that you gain some confidence and maybe some of your anxiety goes down a little bit as you you feel like you're making headway. Um, he's not really giving you much information, but as you're walking, uh, you know maybe from the outside he's showing you through the windows as you guys follow him. You guys gonna follow with him as he's walking. Yeah, and uh, maybe telling you a little bit about the history of the manor. Um, you know, it was initially just a hunting lodge, and then gradually became more fortified through the years. Um, it's kind of letting you know, like nothing that's super useful for for what you're looking for, but just general. Here's what happened, and. You know, it was once a comfortable hunting lodge and then later became, now it's more of an ugly fortification. Uh, but, you know, it's it's just, uh, that's the way things happen sometimes. And and inevitably, as it became more of a fort and, and less of a family lodge, the Von Bruners spent less and less time here. And so, yes, perhaps it has been neglected, but we've done our best to, to try to keep this property something important, an asset for the family, as opposed to a inconsequential backwater. And I, so I get the sense that I've kind of basically hit the wall with him. So I just uh, grace this, you know, I thank him for his time. I understand how busy he is, and we will continue to tour the grounds and consider. I'm sure the Lord has invited important movers like yourselves to dinner. And uh, I guess I should look forward to seeing you there. Yes, yes. In the meantime, Thank you for your obviously. time. Oh, my pleasure. Enjoy the grounds. 
so I'm looking to see if there's a door that takes us out. This door right here. That's a door outside. Okay. Now we go outside. All right. Let's see. Do, 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 do. Look at this one. Activate. Let's see. You guys out here. Okay, and the lab. Can you guys see everything on this map? Yeah, I can. Yeah, it's daytime out, so I just wanted to be sure. Right. So, so that is the door we came out. Correct. Um, okay. I actually, right. I picked the correct door. Good for me. <laughs> <laughs> that is actually the correct door. Yeah, it just seemed to line it. up with the, the layout yeah. that we just left. So. Yeah. Thank goodness. <laughs> yep. Um, so, is there much activity in this area where we came out? Because I don't really see any structures or anything that would suggest. That would there would be activity, but are there? Oh, there's a structure over here. Well, I'm talking about the immediate area. Like oh no, yeah, this area floor. you're out kind of in like a wooded, overgrown little area. Right. Flower beds that look like they haven't been picked. Yeah. Weeds. Everything is just beds of weeds, and it's just. I mean, even you are like Jesus, Bernhard. Like, what have you? What do you <laughs> do during the day? Well, he sits the, in the hospital. Apparently during the day. Yeah. So. I think as you're as you're walking, you almost feel like someone's watching you from the second floor, glaring at you from the hospital. <laughs> what is this? A garden inspection? Uh, yeah. Let's see. And just really for just for Kyle's strange. description, right. I'm going to go through this. So the manor house is two stories high, broad crenellated roof. Give it a practical military experience. Seen better days. Ivy creeps up the stone walls. Got filthy windows. The brick chimney stack on the roof is crumbling. Uh, surrounded by a large garden, overgrown flower beds, lawn of long grass has not been mowed. Um, a pond and a small orchard. Some wooden buildings are enclosed by the outer wall. Uh, basically, everything looks ramshackle, dilapidated. Uh, anything that's growing looks like it's been growing for too long. So. What's the staff doing at this place? <laughs> well, the, the, the gardener is the one who's shirking up in the hospital. So this is oh, that's right. part okay. of the problem. So yeah, that's the, the outside and, looks okay. And in a dirty gardening uniform that does not appear to be newly dirty. <laughs> right. Yeah, so you guys, you have a couple locations you can walk around that you've seen, you know, from just it wandering is. before. Unsurprising that uh, these laborers have been so exploited that they are so demoralized that they can no longer keep this opulent lodge in a first rate state for their oppressor. Yeah, it's sad. Imagine if all of them had a shared ownership in this lodge, how great this would look. 
collective. Yeah, Albrecht, how do you feel about this? <laughs> yeah, I don't like, get into politics. Uh, <laughs> societal change isn't political, Albrecht. It's needed. Yeah, what what I need is steady income. Because... Uh, whether that's uh, whether that's uh, you know killing people or killing beast men, whatever pays. I don't fault you, but as long as you understand that you're a victim of the system. In a <laughs> yeah, perfect well, I, society, I, I, you wouldn't I, need I, to kill anything in order to uh, meet your needs. So, but that's a discussion yeah. for another day. Yeah. That sounds like fantasy land. I prefer to call it Portland. Oh, wow. <laughs> okay. Just in case. Dustin. Spirit of the 90s. Live in Portland. Yeah. Yep. So, Dave, are you moving the party card and all that stuff around? Yeah, I just put the card. Can you see the party card out? I'm trying yeah. to get it smaller. Yep. I get it smaller. There we go. You guys can see that? Yep. That's what your party card looks like. There you yeah. go. All okay. right. Uh, I would say we go this way and see what we see. Yeah, you look like, and it looks like based on how it's starting to get a little bit darker, I'd say you have a, but once you, you figure it's maybe around dinner time by the time you're done checking out, depending on how many different locations you go to out here. Okay. Give you kind of a time hack. Right. <laughs> the party tension meter. So that would tell us how, uh, uh, how the as tension you, between party members is uh, yes, hundred <laughs> percent. Yep, and as palpable as tension you, as you're weary of the constant ranting about uh, society's <laughs> impact on the working the class, and <laughs> that's right. The tension meter goes up. Dude, I, you've already given me your pamphlet. I don't need <laughs> another start, one. <laughs> start clicking it up as he as he goes on and on about it. Right. Got some, I've got some. Uh, I've got some literature. I've seen all the literature. <laughs> It's a series of pamphlets. It only really makes sense after you've read all of them. That's right. The first couple might seem crazy to you, but you just an adjustment. And I understand that maybe the real issue is difficulty in processing the language. I'd be happy to read them to you. Wow. If that would. Oh, now he's just, oh, so you're one of those intellectual elites. I see. The condescension in the system. <laughs> He's using code words. Yeah, I was, I'm, I'm from Ostland, all right? We don't truck with the coastal elites out there. Back in Ostland. Back <laughs> in Ostland. That shit would never fly. All right, so you guys go into the shrine? Uh, sure. I'm, I'm moving your tension meter up one more. Nice. Okay, so this small shrine, it's a, like a kind of a woodshed. Uh, it's got a, a, a brass triptych bearing an image of Galmaraz, the twin-tailed comet, and the skull with a laurel wreath. Uh, and you know, based on, Brock knows, based on what Sister Sonia told you guys, that the the uh, hammer, the dwarf's hammer, is actually, it's in that that icon of the comet. It's pushed in there to look as if it's part of it, like a war hammer, but it's actually the actual war hammer, the, the great hammer that's in there. So it's empty. There's nobody in there. Um, it's uh, pretty run down. Um, 
and it's you know it is a shrine to sigmar so that's kind of surprising it looks dingy but would you almost think it was abandoned but there is a single prayer candle that looks like it's been used recently um and that's it it doesn't look like it's been very well maintained um and like above the table you know like how big a social faux pas is it for a non you know acolyte of sigmar to like touch stuff move stuff things of that nature well i think brock could definitely do it without any problem yeah i would just i'd be, I'd be like looking to him to take the lead yeah i think uh, brock would do it. too bad <laughs> Chris not here to do that that's why I pinged him in our stat to see if he. Yeah, what what the fuck is he playing that could be more important than this? Napoleon against Europe. Yeah, so he's able to grab it out of there, and it's a pretty good. It's a fine dwarf made hammer. Failure to return it to its rightful owners would surely merit an entry into the book of grudges. Uh, damage rating five, crit rating three, uh, superior craftsmanship. Its wielder adds a fortune die to the dice pool of all attacks made while wielding it. Against demons, the hammer inflicts plus two damage for each fortune point spent to enhance the attack's dice pool. So you, when you put fortune dice in its dice pool, you don't just get the die. You also get plus two damage. It's pretty good. Nice. It's, it sounds great, actually. Well, um, I, I think uh, Brock can... Doesn't he use a great hammer? I think so. I mean, it, I don't know that. It, actually, know. it's just a hammer. I think, to be honest, I don't think it is even a great hammer. It's just be a what a one-handed versus a two-handed. Is that the? Right. Yeah, difference? it's really it's a hand weapon. So basically, you so you could use it too, Albrecht. Right. Yeah, because I don't. I, don't I, it's, I mean, I I'm equipped to the hand weapon. I guess it, I don't know what it is. Yeah, it's a, it's it actually say. Yeah, a hand weapon could be anything, like a one-handed sword, a okay. mace, small mace, you know, it's just... But yeah, you could carry this. So. That seems like the Sigmarite should be the one carrying yeah, he's, the but he's hammer not, from he, the Shrine of Sigmar. So. He, but he's not, he's not trained in it, so he's going to have to give you his oh, blessing. Oh, okay. So he'll give you right. the blessing to carry it. As long as it's used for the works of Sigmar. Uh, sure. <laughs> yeah, of course. What else would I? I can't. Yeah. Uh, we never wait, dream. Wait, is, is, I'm sorry. Is there another religion? It's all Sigmar, right? right? That's right. We're all we're all uh, uh, acolytes of Sigmar. Yeah, it's the state 100%. religion, right? Yeah, we agree 100 percent with all of your Sigmar stuff. <laughs> and while Brock's doing his like, you know, tidying the shrine up and you know saying the right words, I kind of lean over Albrecht, and I think we could agree that the you know, Sigmar's work is all-encompassing. So really, probably anything you do with that hammer would ultimately be for the grace of Sigmar. Yep. Yeah, sure. Sounds good. I agree. Do you keep going? Right. It's inherently blessed by Sigmar. So yeah. anything that I do has Sigmar's blessing. Anything That's that I right. do with it. Except exactly. has yeah, and you can work. see that little comet thing on top of there. The idea of the top of the shrine, it's like kind of like one of the legs of it. She pushed it into there to make it look like it was part of the comet tail. You locate it, no problem. So, there you go, you got the hammer. Nice. 
All right. Ulbricht, did you study logic at university? That was well reasoned. <laughs> Uh, it, it's, I don't know. It just came to me. It just seems, seems logical that whatever I do with this hammer should be blessed by Sigmar because Sigmar blessed the hammer. It, it just follows. That, I, it seems, seems natural to me. That in and of itself, uh, demonstrates the blessing of Sigmar and him smiling upon this venture. So we move on and see what else we can learn. I was going to say, let's, roll over to the stable yeah okay um the stable uh it's timber built got an adjoining coach house terrible condition uh two of the uh six stalls are occupied by healthy looking horses um the unoccupied stalls clearly have not been mucked out in a long time uh foul odor in the area clouds of blowflies buzzing everywhere um Inside the coach house, you can see in the open doors, there's a stately coach uh, that has the Von Brunner coat of arms on them, on it. Uh, the coach looks like it's well-maintained and clean. Uh, there's a ladder going up in the stables. And the wagon that you guys traveled uh, from Uber's in was parked right outside the stables. It's sitting there. Is there a stable master that we can locate? Uh, you see there's like two grooms that look like they're just laying around on some bales of hay. I'm trying to remember our last session where we told about a stable master. I thought, I can't remember if that was one of the people we were told. I know we were told about the steward. I feel like we were told about a smith. Yeah, it could be. Um, Let's see. Or is it the, a coachman? Is that the master of the stable? Somebody who... Cause the co you said the coach looks well-maintained, so... Like yeah, despite a, the dilapidated building, somebody must there's be. There's a wagoneer. There's a wagoneer, I think. Okay. And would, would he be at the stable? Would make sense, but. Yeah, you don't see him over there. Okay. Uh, so I inquire of the two uh, stable hands. Yeah, there's actually. So, so one is a coachman. Uh, one, I'm sorry, one's a stable hand, two are coachmen. Okay. And. In this world, being a coachman means you're actually someone that, that drives the coach and or defends the coach. Is that a yeah, thing? yeah, right. I guess they were, they were in charge of driving the coach around. And okay. uh, one looks like he's got a smashed knee. It's all, it's all uh, wrapped in... Uh, let's see, which guy's that? Has everybody we've seen has some sort of injury? Was that yeah. from the Beastmen, presumably? Yeah. Right. Okay. That, that's what he's that's what he's gonna tell you. He's 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 just laying there on the hay. He's kinda laying resting in his knee. Um he's hard wearing clothes and he's got a long leather coat on. Um yeah, he's just laying on the hay. This other guy over here, um he's kind of an imposing man, got a big ginger imperial mustache, shaved head, um, uh, got leather clothes on also. And he's he's one of the uh, he's the other coachman, and then this is a younger kid, sixteen years old, curly black hair, peasant clothes. He's he's also laying around. So, so the the one guy who's not injured seems to be okay. The other two seems to be like out of it, and the one guy's hurt. I'll go up to the non-injured guy, and I'm going to lead with winning smile. 
Okay. Well, because I always forget to do it. And then you're like, oh, you've already started the encounter. You can't winning smile. All right. So you're going to do winning smile with the non-injured guy. Correct. Uh, So it's going to be against his discipline. Let me just try to get rid of this stupid party card. It's annoying the shit out of me. Away. (laughs) Can't close it. All right, so you're going to do winning smile. Right. Because it's charm, I get a fortune die from my palette. It's targeting his discipline. And there doesn't appear to be a misfortune die associated with the card. And your fellowship is what? Four. Okay, so you're going to get, it's going to be a, I think it's going to be a one... Yes, one challenge die. All right. Here it goes. There we are. Successful check, four successes. With one Bane. That's unfortunate. Uh, (laughs) I like the Bane. (laughs) Move the party token attention marker. One space to the right, you smug git. That's good. (laughs) Yeah, we're doing that one. Um, that's two banes, not one bane. That's two. Oh banes. man! Hey, just saying. But he, it, oh, he you got, got canceled two. out. He canceled out with one of his boons. Oh, okay. Yep. I, oh yeah, I see. Yep. Um. So I've got four successes. Mm-hmm. Uh. So I think that would let me both influence him. Well. The highest is two successes. Yeah, so you lose the other two successes. So I influence him, and I get to add a fortune die to all charm checks performed for yep. the rest of that act. Nice. That's good. Um, so, you know, I, I come up, and I you know, give him a broad smile, and I compliment him, and I can, you know, tell that he's uh, a man who's seen much of the world. And I also compliment this uh, wonderful coach. Have you uh, been with this coach for a long time? Well, yeah, I mean, it, it, I've been here for several years. It hasn't been too bad. Hmm. Um, I see that it has still has the Von Bruner markings. Is that going to be changed? Uh, I assume so. I mean, <laughs> it's not my business. I just... Drive the coach. It seems to be very well maintained. Thank when you. was the last time you took it out? Oh, it has been a while. Uh, the, the new master arrived maybe five weeks ago, six weeks ago. And you said you've been here several years? Yes, that's correct. So tell me of your prior lord. The Von Bruner. What was it like when he was here? He was fine. Just fine. That's what I get. Just fine. All right. Yes. Um, have do you feel like things are better or worse now that you have an Oshoppenberg as a lord? No, I mean it's still early. Still early days. 
It's, I just ask, because it's my understanding that this has been a long time possession of Von Bruner's. I was somewhat surprised to learn that they had transferred it to the Oshkoffenbergs. Well, I mean, I don't know. Those are those are matters for lords, I believe. Well, yes, matters for lords, but you know and I know that we working gets. We really know what's going on. Sure, that's you, true. I you agree. can confide in me. I agree. Confide in what way, sir? Well, we're considering taking employment here, but I'm trying to get some sense of what it might actually be like to work here. It seems well, do you like here. Do you, do you like a job where you get a smashed knee? It's not uh, in my top five. Let's just go with that. Well, I'd let the number of injuries maybe influence your decision. If you were able to seek employment and gain employment elsewhere, would you pursue that? That's dangerous talk, sir. I would not share that with another. Again, we workers can dream. Screen you and me. There is some security in the job that you have in hand, as opposed to the two that may be in yon bush. Fair, but this job doesn't, the only real security seems to be getting wounded or possibly killed. That's true. Every job has its downfalls. I'm just curious, I've seen so many injured people. Were the beastmen able to breach the walls? They were. They came through. Could you show me where? He points over towards this area back here. Like in the back part behind the lodge. How it. long did it take to expel them? It must have been a dramatic battle. Mm. It was it was quite a fight. I mean, obviously the staff was forced to arm themselves to defend the lodge. I, it almost seemed as if they might overcome us. Anything unusual happen prior to them breaching the wall? No, not that I'm aware of. Do you ever have the opportunity to go inside the lodge? We the main, the main house. The main house for meals, and we 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 sleep in the in the lodge. There's a strange painting in a great room on the first floor. Have you ever encountered that? No. Have you ever heard talk about people who have encountered it? I think we've talked enough, sir. <laughs> well, thank you for your time. You've been very helpful in helping us understand the pros and cons of seeking employment here. Mm, very well. Good day to you, sir. Good day. I said good day. <laughs> uh, well, kind of lead us off this way, but once we're like far enough away, I'll kind of stop and throw it out to the other two. It does not seem that we're making much progress. I'm open to any ideas you might have to. Yeah, these seem a shifty people, uh, not inclined to talk to strangers. Yeah, this little air over this place. As, as you get over to here, you can hear dogs barking in this building, this little building. 
from inside the shed. Yep. Um, barking just like, oh, hey, there's somebody outside barking versus like. Loud, persistent barking of large dogs. And there's like a, it doesn't show it on the map, but there's kind of a fence around the area. Okay. Versus like barking like from the thing or something like that. So. <laughs> from the thing? No. Yeah. Like, well, like 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 dogs, like uh, okay. hunting dogs, or like you know, dogs you okay. find at a hunting lodge. Okay. Um, Albrecht, any thoughts on how we proceed? Uh, I mean, we could go look at the see where the beastmen broke in. I guess he did point us in that direction. Maybe we, I don't know, see something there that could provide more information about what's happened here a prudent course of action i'll defer to your military expertise in evaluating the situation okay yeah it just looks like it's an area of the the from what you can see it, it looks pretty much like it's just an area of the uh the wall where maybe there aren't as many towers or where the woods have come up closer to the the wall. You don't notice that there's any particular damage to the wall or anything like that. There's wood pile here in the back part of it, like a big wood pile. Can we see like beastmen tracks or anything like that? No, no you don't see anything. I mean, you want to roll for it. See, I don't okay. know if you have any skills that would... Yeah, uh, it's like observation, I guess, would probably be the yeah. I mean, like closest in, thing in, inside. You could check, I guess. Yeah, I was just like, what I'm trying to do is see, get some sense of maybe the number of beastmen that were involved in the well, attack. Yeah, I mean, there's there's been a lot of rain since then, so I don't know if there's, uh, but you can always roll, and if you get a fantastic roll, maybe I would be inclined. Yeah, probably not, but we'll see. It's made an observation rule. Yeah, so you got a success. Um, not your strength. <laughs> it's not your strength. What's that intelligence? No, yeah, I'm not a not not the most observant. Uh, it's like my it's like it's like my guy in the alien game, the point guy that yeah, <laughs> can't it, see anything. It looks like the that the uh, grass is not very disturbed at all. So hmm. long grass, it looks pretty standing up say it looks like there has not been anyone tending to this grass for quite a while and then you feel eyes glaring at you from the yeah, i mean does it uh does it even seem like a battle was fought on this ground i mean uh, hard to tell yeah it's hard okay. to tell. like no but it's been a while i would say there's no but the wall the wall is clearly damaged and breached or have they repaired it it looks like oh yeah it's no been... it's it doesn't appear damaged at all from what you can tell okay interesting hmm I mean, if this was a breached compound, I'm not sure where the breach was. If well, you I don't said think it was they, back here. They, yeah, I don't think they ever said that the wall was damaged. Oh, okay. I was thinking that they had gotten in and there was no. some sort of stand at the gap that they bust, no, busted no. through and they forced them back. Yeah, they somehow gained access into the compound. Okay. For, for whatever way. Sneaking in through the gate, I don't know. They don't know how. Hmm. 
Well, but he definitely said the. the this is where they came here. in. Apparently, yeah, right? from that came side. In. He said from that okay. side. Yes. And there's there's only one gate to my knowledge, and that's Correct. the gatehouse. Yep. So they got over the wall somehow, or or beneath. Yep. Hmm. I want to examine the ground between the wall and the house. Okay. Um, to see if there would be anything suggesting that there's some kind of tunnel or something of that nature. So I'll roll observation. Um, any, what's the challenge? Uh, I'll, I'll, you're, you're trying to see if there's you can detect a tunnel. If there's anything suggesting, okay, you know, a, a, that they came in from beneath or anything like that. I'll give you four challenge dice for that one. Nice. Like the nicest way of saying no, there's not a tunnel. <laughs> yeah, I'll let you roll it. <laughs> hey, you can roll anything you want. So. Yeah, that's right. Nice. Yeah. Not gonna happen. Okay. I mean, yeah, it's something fantastic can happen. Who knows? Maybe a Sigmar Common will happen. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and then you'll just read me the end of the adventure and say, "Oh, there you go. Look at that. <laughs> you solved that. You solved it all." Texas Rangers <laughs> show up. Uh, yeah. So you guys, there's uh, out here. Then there's the gatehouse. There's the forge. There's the kennel, and then that's about it. It's you notice it is starting to get a little darker, right? Is this pond? Uh, uh, why is there a pond? Are they drinking water from it? Do they you don't fish think out so. of it? You don't uh, think so? <laughs> it, it looks very mossy and overgrown. Uh, it was decorative yeah, it was at some point, and just has been yeah. left to. It, at some point, it was probably. Nice, you know, and of course, some would say that it was nice, but then the beast men came and ruined it. <laughs> it, it its current condition was caused by the beast man attacks, but it's clear that this has been it predates yeah. the beast men yeah. attacks, <laughs> yeah. despite, despite the blame others might place on the beast men for this. <laughs> there's no way there was beast men can't grow moss spontaneously yeah. on the surface of a. That's right. Um, so I'm thinking probably we need to make that dinner with the Ricard. Uh, I always yeah. can't pronounce their last name. A Schaffenberg. A Schaffenberg. Um, so as you're thinking that, you hear the ring of the dinner gong. Nice. Before we go in, I just want to reiterate that um, we owe it to the workers here to protect them from unnecessary wrath from their uh, from their lord. Although I don't know that we have many answers for him, possibly more questions. And I guess we're going to dinner. Good, I'm famished. 
I can eat the ass out of a dead rhinoceros. <laughs> Albrecht showing his table manners. Dave's moved us. Lots of people are showing up for dinner. Yeah, so there's uh let's see. Yeah, so you guys are given seats at the table. Uh, at the table, at the head of the table is Lord Ricard of Schaffenberg, uh, Heiko Dieter, the Wagoneer, Oliver Gand, Oliver Gand, who's the uh, Houndmaster, Otto Giesels, the Librarian, uh, Vern Hendricks sits at the other side of Lord Ricard. He's his uh, steady lieutenant. Uh, Doctor Stefan is next to him. Somehow, Berholt Grand Grandalt, the uh, Grant the gardener has somehow gotten himself a seat at the table. <laughs> oh man, I'm sitting next to him. That guy reeks. Let's really let himself go. I'll put you next to the doctor. <laughs> let me see here. This is where the Lord steeples his fingers at the end of the table and says, right. so I suppose you're wondering why I've called you all here this evening. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, Albert, give me an, a 2D, two dice uh, observation check. Two challenge. So just that's two, two, two challenge two, dice? Two, or? two purple dice. Okay. Do your observation check. That's interesting. I'm in a conservative stance and it gives me a conservative die for I didn't realize that applied to my attributes, but I guess that's what I'm rolling for combat, right? Too. Yep. So yeah. Yeah, to have anything involving a characteristic. Whoa! Got it successful. Wow. Nice. Kyle. Yeah. Let you Chaos roll star. Delay. What's a delay? You notice when when you're just sitting next to the doctor. And he's changed out of his white physician's apron, stained with blood. Uh, you detect a strange aroma on him. Um, it's kind of a smell of ripe vegetation. Is it kind something that I must would recognize smell. from, like, Battlefield? You know, like, he's, he's a doctor, oh. so. Oh, yeah, that's a good question. That's a good question. Do you know nature like it, lore? Uh, I mean, not that I would be trained in. Nature it's, lore, education, or medicine? I mean, I could do... I've got, I actually do have nature lore on there. So, so yeah, give me that. a two-two challenge on a nature lore check. Yeah, you nope. just notice it smells planty. <laughs> like musky. It's kind of a musky, weird plant smell. It's, it's, it's interfering with the bouquet on this wine. 
Yeah, so... So, the, the, yeah, the people here that you have not met yet are... Um, Oliver Gand, Oliver Gand is he's a big muscular bald guy. He's a he's the hound master. This guy's Heiko Dieter. He's the wagoneer. Do you remember Otto from the library? Fat, fat, corpulent guy. Mm -hmm. He's very excited to be at the dinner table. Uh, Vern Hendrick, uh, Kyle is the guy that hired you guys. He's the one the retainer of Lord Rickard, who's actually like from his household. And then the, the gardener, of course, we remember him, the plant-smelling guy. And then standing off to the side is Gregor Pearson, the steward. Interesting. He does not have a seat at the table. So in the evening, the manor staff gathered to eat dinner in the Great Hall. Lord Aschaffenberg seats himself at the head of a huge table. Uh... uh... There are three courses in the, to the meal. First, there's a spicy vegetable soup, followed by the meat dish, and then finally a rich pudding covered in custard. Wine and beer is going to be plentiful, and the food looks and smells incredible. So, first they're serving up the spicy vegetable soup. Looks great. Are you guys going to try some? <laughs> Everyone seems to be very enthusiastic about it. <laughs> Even the uh, sloth-like gardener? Oh, yeah. And is uh, Ricard Aschaffenberg enthusiastic about it? Oh, yeah. Yeah, they're all, he's, he's a large man. He's eating, he, in fact, he even has seconds. And there's a serving girl there. Uh, let's see, who else is serving in here? Uh, Lev's going to have a few polite sips of the soup as he watches what's going on around him. Yeah, and Albrecht's going to eat it. It smells delicious. You, re you recognize this guy, Todd. Uh, the cook comes in, but basically there's various servants, and Pearson is not sitting at the table with you guys. He's more directing the servants and making sure that the meal's moving smoothly. He does not join the table with you. You notice that uh, two of the servants helping, they seem very drowsy and sleepy, and it's almost like they're not very good. They're, they're having trouble almost keeping up, and, you know, Pearson is like hissing and whispering like to kind of get them to go and, and serve better, but they're kind of like they just don't seem like they're all there. Um, and then the chef comes out and asks for the second course. Uh, venison or goose? And Ricard is like, I will have the venison. It's excellent. I recommend it, gentlemen. The venison is, 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 is delightful. Ooh, the goose for me. <laughs> yes, uh... So rare that we have an opportunity to eat goose. I also have goose along with our uh, priest friend here, our acolyte. Yeah, you know, I mean, I guess goose is okay, but Hendrik and I, it's well known our, the, how much we dislike goose. 
Uh, we just can't eat the stuff, but I understand that it might appeal to some, but for me, the venison is always the way to go. So different people are uh, ordering different things. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of them are, like Lord of Schaffenberg is definitely saying the venison. People are like, okay, I'll try that. What's the doctor ordering? The doctor orders goose. All right, I'm going to stick with goose. Okay. Uh, so after you guys finish the meat, uh, you hear howling coming like from the direction of the kennels, from the dogs. And over, over again, the hound master makes a gruff excuse and says, basically, I have to check on my hounds. So he leaves, goes outside through the doors. And what's the table talk been like while we've been eating this meal? I well, I mean that's I think that's something we could uh, we could talk about. In fact, why don't we set up the table talk uh, as a social encounter for the next session? And okay. We can uh, we can uh, basically stop it here. I know it's like uh, it's later for you, so that way we can kind of stop here and then kind of set it up and see if we can get a, a decent social encounter going. For nice. the dinner talk. I was and, uh, in the nick of time too, because I was frantically looking for some headphones to plug into my phone since my <laughs> my uh, AirPods are running out of charge. Nice. Yeah, so 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 we'll do this one where uh, we'll roll the. I'll see if I can set it up to where we'll roll for uh, initiative using the fellowship and try to do it like an actual social encounter at the table. Awesome. So, uh, and, and I will actually read those rules. Yeah, and we'll, just, yeah. we'll decide what the stakes are and stuff like that. <laughs> I don't know okay. how much of a how much uh, I can bring to a, the table at a social encounter, but uh, but you can help if you're even yeah. though you're not a social character, you can have certain skills or things you can discuss that can assist. I mean, I've got a topic conversation with the doctor at least. Like, dude, what the hell? Oh yeah, <laughs> what maybe the hell he's do you into, smell like? Well, maybe he's into nature. Maybe he's very into nature. So. <laughs> Oh, here's Craig. Craig just made it just in <laughs> <laughs> just in time for the wrap up. <laughs> yeah, sorry about that. Yeah, Tony's fucking uh, riot. Oh my god, I just totally lost track of time. That's fine. Your character did a lot of awesome stuff when he was run by somebody else. Oh, <laughs> thank you so much. You I missed out on the magic karma. weapon. So. <laughs> Get rid of these guys. Oh, shit. That's awesome. Yeah, so uh, you guys are all about to eat dinner. And they didn't make you eat the venison. Yeah, you're having the goose. I thought they were going to make you eat the venison. <laughs> well, we're, we're, all, we're, we're going all in on goose. Whether that's a tragic mistake or the key to victory, we're going to find out. So. <laughs> it's kind of a crowded dinner scene. I'm really pushing the using as many players as possible dinner scene setup. <laughs> nice. Awesome. Can't wait to check this out. All right. Hi, yeah, so that's it. So yeah, I'll set it up and we can uh, doodle it and figure it out. Kyle, I hope you can make it next time. And uh, yeah. we'll see. There's, there's, I think in the next, this next one's going to lead off with the social encounter, but the, there will be need for combat at some point. So there's a little bit of everything. Nice. All right, guys. Take it easy. Oh, wait. Yep. Uh, uh. Yeah, you got your, you're good, man. <laughs>
right, let's see. All right, I'm going to jump off. I need to get to sleep. Night okay. All right, bye, Take care. Thanks. Kyle. Yeah. Okay. Um, I am sorry. Sometimes it hurts so badly I must cry out loud. I am lonely. I am yours. You are mine. You are what you are. You make it hard. Remember what we've said and done and felt about each other.